27 of playing it wrong coming to you with a live studio audience of two dogs oh man it's been a hell of a sunday folks uh i played gardener auto mechanic and handyman and i meant to get this done sooner but hey better a little late than never all right for this episode we are going to do a little review of some swords and wizardry card decks that i ordered i had mentioned them earlier that ordered them and gotten them and DM Dad requested that I do a little review of them. So that's what this episode is going to be about. It's going to be a review of these products. Uh, let me start off with uh, a little bit of philosophy I have about reviews. Um, well, I really don't like it if people send me stuff to review. I mean, I'd rather just buy the stuff that I want. And if I like it, mention it. If I don't like it, don't mention it. There's plenty of people who spend their entire time online telling you Something sucks either because of, well, whatever. And I'd rather spend my time saying, hey, here's something cool. Go check it out or even go buy it. However, if you do feel like sending me free stuff, I will never say no. Just don't always expect a review of it. Anyway, the Swords and Wizardry decks from Frog God Games. Okay, I'm going to go a little background first on these. Um, way back when, uh, the, I don't know which, I guess it was the first Kickstarter for a Swords and Wizardry complete book. Uh, the copy I have has the Otis cover on it, if that gives you any hint. And got lots of stretch goals, dice, and character sheets, and some adventures, and a bunch of PDFs. And one of the PDFs were these cards, which I printed out on my old printer, which was really, really crappy. And fast forward to the present day. A few months ago, there was a 5e Humble Bundle, and Frog God Games was one of the sponsors of it. And one of the, part, one of the things you got with it was a coupon for their store. And I used that coupon to pick up these decks. Now, I didn't pick up all of them. I picked up the Hireling deck, the Treasure deck, and Encounter decks 1 and 2. And I should mention now that uh, this is also being cross-posted with the blog. So a lot of things I say here are going to be on the blog. But uh, not all of the stuff is going to be in both. But there's going to be pic there's pictures up on the blog, so go check them out. They might be gazebos.blog, and that's the letter B, not B-E, because I was a stupid idiot and in a hurry when I registered the domain, so I'm going to live with it. So here we go. Let's talk about the physical product first. They each come in their own little box, which I took them out of. The uh, treasure deck is 52 cards. The hireling deck is 36, and 54 cards for each of the encounter decks. Now, important thing to note, especially on the encounter decks, if you open the box and take them out, the cards will not fit back in the box. So um, I've got some decks boxes that I got from some reason years ago that I really wasn't using that I dug out of the box in the garage and put them in there and combined the two encounter decks anyway. Okay, the cards themselves. Well, they're standard playing card size, plastic coated. There are a little bit thinner stock than really, really high quality playing cards, but they're still, you know, still, you know, like a standard deck you'd buy at a convenience store, Walmart, dollar store, whatever. So uh, let me go through a couple of these decks and pull out some random cards because that's what they're all about and talk about them. First, I'm going to talk about the Hireling deck because in my mind, that's one I'm probably going to use the least because it comes with, you know, each each card is a specific Hireling. 
like, well, let's pull one out randomly. I don't know. And we've got, and I knew I would pull this one. I was looking for this one. Carrick Deep Pour. However, this one is the one that has a typo on it because it's a dwarf mole. I think that should have been a dwarf male, but it says dwarf mole. Vocation Mercenary. Kirk, where's Kirk? Not Kirk. Quirk. Where's a medicine bag around their neck? Um, wage. Four gold pieces a day. Equipment cost. 111 gold pieces. It's got AC, hit die, hit points. It's got heavy crossbow, short sword, saving throw. Uh, you know, normal dwarf stuff. The stat block. List of equipment. Um, let's see what else. Let's, let's do another one at random here for hirelings. This is Septimus. This is a human male. Vocation link boy. Quirk dislikes bright lights. Works for a gold piece a day. And uh, AC, one hit die, hit points. Got a spear, saving throw, move. Um, challenge level XP. Works with clothes and torches. Flint and tinder, and a spear. So, common hirelings. So, like I mentioned in the blog post, really good for if you like who's in the bar. Oh, but there's also a way there's also dogs in the dungeon in the hireling deck. So you've got a hunting dog, a retrieving dog, and the most interesting one that I pulled aside is small cow, not a large dog, in case you don't have someone who's that bright in the party to tell the difference. So yes, the hireling deck is a good uh, source for NPCs, quick and easy. That's about what it's about. Now the treasure and the encounter decks are where I think we've got real gold here. Let me just get juggling with decks. Cart dogs are looking at me like I'm an idiot. It's been a long day, folks. I'm sorry. But we're going to look at the treasure deck. And note on the back of the cards, it's the later cover of the Swords and Wizard Complete Book. But it does say treasure deck or hireling deck or encounter deck one or encounter deck two. All right. Next up, let me talk about the treasure deck a little bit. Um, these are just treasure hoards. And they're not just a list of gold pieces. Like the best example I'm going to do here is just like I did with the hirelings. I'm going to pull a few out at random and read them to you. What do we got up first? We have an empty potion bottle containing 20 silver pieces neatly stacked within. The original potion invisibility has rendered the coins temporarily invisible until wiped clean. Not just you find 20 silver pieces. Uh, let's look at another one. As I said, I'm doing this at random. So, all right, here we go. This one's got a long block of text, so it could be good. A five-foot-tall statue of a dwarf stands on a four-inch copper platform. The statue has a movable right arm. When the dwarf's arm is pulled down halfway, a coin slot appears in its mouth. Inserting a gold piece, further pulling the arm releases 40, 20 gold pieces. Inserting a silver or copper piece and pulling the arm results in an electrical discharge of 46 damage to all in a 20-foot radius. Not just a stack of treasure. Like I said, I am uh, pulling these cards as I, randomly as I'm sitting here doing this. I'm not picking them out specifically. And like I said, the adventure, the, the adventure, I mean the, uh, what's it called? Treasure deck. Oh, I'm sorry, it's a long day. The treasure deck is very good for coming up with things other than, here's a bunch of treasure. Um, it also contains, there's hordes that have magic items. There's some that have just regular adventuring gear. And like interesting things like that dwarf statue I just talked about. Now let me move on to encounter decks one and two. So this is like a whopping 108 cards altogether. So I'm mixing them together just for my campaign. So let me take out those cards. Now the encounter decks, like I was saying, like like the other ones, 
they are encounters. I mean, they're, they're, each card is fully useful on its own. Each one lists the monster's stats and any special abilities. In some form, I've seen maybe unique monsters that haven't appeared at least in the core book, or at least I haven't seen anywhere, and possibly one in there somewhere that I saw has a unique spell. But this is so. I got the two decks mixed together, so that's 108 cards. Um, I've seen single monsters like you would expect, like dragons and demons, and some undead, you know, groups of undead. I've also seen mixed groups in there as I'm looking through it, seeing adventuring parties and groups of orcs and goblins or hobgoblins and kobolds or whatever. So let's just pull a couple cards out and see what we run into. We have, let's see, here's a good one. Demon and ghouls. Mains demon and two ghouls. All right. Let's pull out uh, another one here randomly. Um, ooh, the centipede priest. A man wearing brown robes over some sort of dark colored plate mail. Um, we have a fifth level cleric and five giant centipedes. With, like I said, the stats are on there. Let's go on. Let's look at another one here. All right. Well, let's separate these. How much adventures in a row? There's Adventurers 5, which has a adventure completely statted out for these adventurers, uh, including spell lists for the magic user, which we have a 6th level magic user, a 3rd level fighter, a another 3rd level fighter, and a 5th level cleric. They also have names. Do they have alignments? Yes, they have alignments. They have, you know, their challenge lo level and XP, armor class, saving throw, move, you know, all the usual stuff that you would expect when you run into an encounter. Okay, let's just pull one more card for an example and see what we get just to show you. And this one is, aha, I said there was one. Why do I keep pulling the ones? Oh, I'm dropping cards too. All right, damn it. Uh, sorry, folks, it's been one of those weekends. I thought it was going to be good, but it turned crazy today. All right, we have an orc shaman with five giant rats. <coughs> and I said there was one with a uh, special spell. This is the one I was looking for. And uh, yes, I did actually pull it randomly. It's got the Phantom Rat spell, which basically lets them conjure phantom diseased rats. Um, so it's an Arc Shaman with two hit die and five giant rats. They're there with hit points, saving throws, attacks, like you'd expect. So you don't have to flip through the book to look up monster stats. You might have to look up uh, for like the magic users might have to look up their spells, but it does have the spell list on the card. So, I guess it boils down to, am I happy? Yes, I am happy I bought these. They are going to be really useful in, in the game for getting good treasure hordes, interesting encounter, random encounters, and inspiration for some NPCs in case I need it. It's going to be quick and easy at the table. I'm not going to have to flip open the book to look at the stats. Yes, I know I said I'm playing white box, and I know the stats are complete, but they're not that much different, so it's going to be easy to adjust the higher level creatures as opposed to this one. Because let's see, our, I just picked up the other card again with the fifth, or I'm sorry, sixth level uh, magic user who has 14 hit points. I don't think I'm going to need to really convert that for White Fox. 14 hit points for magic user, and they're NPCs, they don't have to follow the same rules anyway. So. All right, like I said, um, do I recommend these? Am I going to use them? Are they going to be uh, handy at the table? Hells yes. Um, now, I will make this one K 
caveat or note or whatever you want to call it that in true OSR fashion that these are not scaled in any way for a party's level. So if you start throwing these at a first level party you might see some TPKs if they don't immediately run away or they may grab some really cool adventure that your adventure really cool treasure that's a little more than maybe first level characters should get but hey it's random so you can do that and it's OSR they should learn to run away but that's that's the only caveat I have which I don't think is a bug but an actual feature and sitting really good with uh, the whole theme I'm going for this white box game so there it is a cool and handy product and I like products that are handy I like products that I can use again and again in different campaigns, different adventures, and so on. Not one, you know, modules so often. Play it once with a group, and it's going to sit on the shelf until you get a different gaming group. Which, speaking of which, I already know, so I already told the party this, but I'm going to say this here. For my white box campaign, I'm digging out Keep on the Borderlands, and i got to print out a bunch of maps and stuff for those guys for that. But anyway, that is my review of the Swords and Wizardry decks that I picked up from Frog God Games. They're good products made by cool people. So go ahead and check it out. There's a link in the blog post, and I'll probably try to put a link on my description of this episode. So you know the drill. Roll dice, have fun, kill monsters, take their stuff, and here comes the end credits. And thanks for listening. Please visit the blog at theymightbegazebos.blog. That's theymightbegazebos.blog. And the letter B, not B, spelled out. Or visit us on Facebook to search for They Might Be Gazebos. Ask us questions and you might get an answer. If not, we'll just make up the questions and the answers. Remember, roll dice, kill monsters, take their stuff, and have fun. Intro music is Metal Mania by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 3.0 Attribution License. Please visit his website at incompetech.com. That's incompetech.com. Really, visit it. There's also downloadable graph paper and hex paper. Additional sound effects from freesound.org, used under Creative Commons 0.1.0 Universal License.